The NHL draft lottery is complete. We'll discuss how it affected the New York Islanders in the upcoming draft. Plus, more on the firing of Barry Trotz and a preview of tonight's Game 1 of the Bridgeport Islanders' second round series in the AHL playoffs. All that and more coming up on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Sark tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to this special live edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Gil Martin, so glad to be with you today as we talk all things Islanders. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. If you've got something Islanders-related on your mind, feel free to send us an email. The email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. If you've got a question, a comment, maybe something you'd like us to talk about on a future episode, send us that email. If you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles. And you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date throughout the offseason on all things New York Islanders, from the draft, free agency, trade rumors, coaches, firings, all the things that have been going on. We'll have it all for you uh, on Twitter and throughout the offseason. Lots to discuss. The NHL Draft Lottery now history. It is over. And for the New York Islanders, no major changes. They came in with only a very small chance of moving up. In fact, they had about a 2.5% chance of moving from the 13th overall spot in this uh, draft lottery. And they had a slightly bigger chance that someone would leapfrog them in the uh, pecking order and move them back a spot or two. Because of the rule modifications done by the NHL, nobody could move up more than 10 spots. So even if the Islanders would have won the draft lottery, they would have only gone from picking 13th to picking either 3rd or 4th, depending on if they won 1st or 2nd place. Neither of those things happened. So the Islanders sticking in the 13th spot, that will be their first pick in this year's NHL entry draft and look you know they can do a lot of good things with the 13th pick it's a it's a good spot and we will spend a lot of time over the offseason discussing some of the prospects the Islanders may be interested in and how they're going to build their team so 
13th is not a bad spot to be in uh, as far as the first round of the NHL draft is concerned. It'll, it'll be interesting <laughs> because when the new coach is finally hired, and we don't know yet who that's going to be, but when the new coach is hired, we will have uh, a better idea of what that coach is looking for philosophically. What kind of what style of hockey they want to play. We know a few things when you talk about the draft lottery and the upcoming NHL draft. Number one, when you're drafting 18-year-old kids, you know that 95% of these players are not going to be in the NHL for at least two years, sometimes three. And you know, only maybe the first handful of picks, first, second, third overall, are going to make their NHL debut at the age of 18. So, so much of the draft is about projecting how a 17 or 18-year-old prospect is going to be three years down the road when he's 20, 21, 22, uh, and, and, you know, more mature physically, more mature mentally. It is a projection. And one thing you're almost never getting in the NHL draft, unlike the NFL and NBA drafts, is you're not getting immediate help. So hopefully the Islanders have their new coach in place before the draft so the scouting department is aware of who exactly it is they want to draft. What kind of player does the new coach want? Now, We've discussed on the show several times about the needs that the Islanders have. Uh, regardless of who the coach is, this team needs more goal scoring. They were 22nd in the NHL in goals scored. They struggled throughout the Barry Trotz era when it came to putting enough pucks in the net. And, you know, so many of their better players are playmakers rather than being snipers or goal scorers. And, you know, Matthew Barzal, Josh Bailey, Anthony Bavillier, these are all pass-first kind of players rather than shoot-first kind of guys. Right now, the only two Islanders players who had 20 or more goals last year were Brock Nelson and Anders Lee. Both of them are 30 or older, so obviously... The Islanders not only need goal-scoring talent, but they need to get younger in that department. That remains a major need for Lou Lamarello to fill once the season gets underway. Meanwhile, the other need, and again, you're not usually going to get this kind of help for the upcoming season, but the Islanders definitely do need that puck-moving defenseman, the defenseman who can skate the puck out of the zone and help the team transition, and the uh, type of player who can supplement Noah Dobson as a power play quarterback. Dobson is really the only puck-moving defenseman the Islanders have on their present roster. But again, you're talking about a prospect who probably won't help the team for two or three years at the earliest. So we have to wait and see. Meanwhile, Montreal Canadiens 
do have the first overall pick in the draft. The New Jersey Devils, a division rival of the Islanders, now move up to the second spot. Then it's the Arizona Coyotes, Seattle Kraken, and Philadelphia Flyers. So two of the top five teams in this year's NHL draft are Metropolitan Division rivals of the New York Islanders. And that is somebody, uh, you know, those those are teams that may get a little bit of immediate help or at least have a player on their roster who can contribute immediately. So we'll see how this one pans out. But the New York Islanders sticking in 13th and... That's where they will pick, barring a trade, and we know Lou Lamorello, trades are always possible. He has not hesitated to trade first-round picks before, so we'll see what Lou Lamorello does. But that's the ammunition he's got, 13th overall pick in this year's NHL entry draft. And like I said, we will preview that extensively between now and draft day to see what the Islanders do. We have got a lot more to discuss. The fallout from the Barry Trotz firing continues. We will go in-depth as to what was behind it and some more thoughts about how that played out, plus the Bridgeport Islanders uh, opening up their playoff series tonight, their second-round AHL playoff series. We'll talk about that as well and a lot more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You could save time and money while using Rock Auto, so why choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business, and they've been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. They have everything you could need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even a new carpet. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, box so they know we sent you? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com Thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. So the fallout continues from the firing of Barry Trotz. And as we discussed on yesterday's show, kind of a surprise move, and it's something that, to me, it really puts the Islanders organization in a crossroads. And here's why. This team, as it is currently put together, is ideally put together for a Barry Trotz style of hockey. And... You know, the defense first, tight checking, uh, we're going to wear you down and take advantage of your mistakes. All of that is sort of built into the way this roster is built. And, 
you you add the fact that Barry Trotz liked to rely on veterans, uh, that you have players like a Zach Parise, a Matt Martin, uh, a, a Cal Clutterbuck, all of these guys who are all 30-plus, but that's who you know Barry Trotz felt comfortable with. That's who he liked to rely on. That's not necessary or not necessarily going to be the case going forward. Will some of those players have less value in the new system once the Islanders, you know, hire a new coach who's going to possibly play a different style? Now, if he goes, if Lou Lamorello decides, hey, Lane Lambert, he's been the assistant for a long time. We think he's ready to be a head coach. We're going to bring him in. Maybe the system doesn't change drastically and you're in a situation where the roster doesn't have to change. But if the new coach, who the Islanders may hire, uh, wants to play more of a speed game, for example, this or wants to play more of a wide-open style of hockey, that is not going to fit with the players on the present roster right away. And I think what we're going to see as a result of this coaching change, most likely, again, it does depend who they bring in, but one of the things we're going to see as a result of the coaching change is a lot of moves coming up this offseason so that the new coach can have more players that fit his philosophy of play going forward. If you're a fantasy hockey kind of player, guys like Anthony Bevilier, if he remains with the Islanders, Matthew Barzal, certainly. Uh, these are players, Anders Lee, Brock Nelson, these are guys who could put up substantially better offensive numbers next year, especially if the shackles are taken off, the system is not as, uh, not necessarily as rigid under the new coach as it was under Barry Trotz. And, you know, that could benefit these guys statistically and offensively. And I think, hopefully, what the Islanders are hoping to see from the new regime is that the goals against goes up by a nice amount, but the goals, uh, the goals for, rather, goes up by a nice amount, but the goals against only goes down slightly, if at all. So that is sort of the challenge that the Islanders and Lula Morello will face during the course of this offseason. But here's the other thing, and, and this is something I'm wondering about. And if you want to go back and listen to yesterday's show, the, the Monday show, we talked about you know how I feel that Barry Trotz was not the main problem as far as why this Islander team struggled. There were a lot of factors I think Barry Trotz could have done some things differently, but overall, I don't think he was the biggest reason, not even close to the biggest reason, that this team struggled the way they did this past season. Barry Trotz is considered one of the best coaches in the NHL today. He's third on the league's all-time coaching regular season wins list. If you replace him, you better have a plan. You better have somebody else in mind because who are you going to get that's better than Barry Trotz? Uh, you know, sometimes Barry Trotz may not be the best fit for this particular team. Okay, you can make that argument. 
But in the four seasons that the Islanders had trots, they had a system. They stuck to it. They had winning seasons all four years. One of At least one playoff series in the first three seasons, Trotz was there. And went all the way to the conference final in two of those three seasons. So, you know, this team right now, the way they're constituted is older. They're built to win now. You don't want to take a step back and say, okay, this will be a transition season and we hire the new guy, and then in another year, we'll be ready to roll. I hope that whatever they do doesn't result in this team being completely blown up and started over from scratch, because that's a rebuild, and I don't think this team is in that kind of a situation just yet. So we will constantly keep our eye on this as it develops and how the Islanders are handling things. But uh, the coaching search continues, and the shock of the Barry Trotz firing also continues to affect us. Now, wanted to also discuss briefly the Islanders' Bridgeport AHL affiliate, their playoff series getting underway uh, tonight, 7 o'clock Eastern time in Bridgeport. They're taking on the Charlotte Checkers, who won the AHL's Atlantic Division, and um this is round two of the playoffs, game one tonight at the Total Mortgage Arena in Bridgeport. It's a best three out of five series. The first two games are home games for the Islanders. So this is, uh, you know, they really need to do well. Now, Corey Schneider has been outstanding in goal. He stopped 75 out of 77 shots that he faced. So Schneider, the veteran, has come up big. And then you had the two overtime game-winning goals in the first round. The Islanders winning both games 2-1 to one against Providence. Arno Durando and Atu Rate getting those overtime game winners. Now, these two teams faced off eight times during the regular season. Bridgeport going 4-3-0-1 in the, the eight meetings against Charlotte. Charlotte going 4-4, four four, so... This is uh, going to be an interesting series. Tuesday, tonight, and Thursday night are uh, at home for Bridgeport. And then Saturday is in Charlotte at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Monday, if necessary, in Charlotte. And then Wednesday, if necessary, May 18th, will close things out in Charlotte. So, big series. Hopefully, some of the younger Islanders' prospects, the Robin Sallows, the Atu Rattes, uh, these are guys who, the Simon Holmstroms, these are guys who are going to get some valuable playoff experience and North American playoff experience playing in this series. And, you know, for a guy like Holmstrom or Rate, who, you know, they're European, they, they're adjusting, especially Rate, who spent most of the season in Europe, the smaller ice rink size, the more physical style of play. The longer this playoff run goes, the more he gets used to his teammates, the more he gets used to the different angles in the rink, the style of play, speaking English. All of these things are side benefits for Atu Rate and a lot of the younger players in the Islander system. So hopefully uh, this will be a positive experience. And look, uh, yeah, the, the Bridgeport Islanders are the sixth seed 
but and they're going up against the one seed, but you know, the, the the season series was even. They've got a veteran goaltender, and I think this Islanders team is going to give them a heck of a fight, all things considered. We have got a lot more to get to on this show. We have our Islanders birthday of the day. It's a goalie from the 2000s. Let's see if you can guess who that is and some more thoughts about the draft lottery and about the coaching change. So lots more to get to on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Summer is coming, and with summer, you're going to need some food on the go. Well, Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you on family vacations. You could throw them in your bags, in your kid's backpack, and make sure everyone has fuel that they need for their summer adventures. The best part about Built Bars, they're both healthy and delicious. You don't need to sacrifice delicious food to eat healthy with Built Bar. You can have both in all Built Bars and Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. Have you tried the Built Puffs? We are going crazy for Puffs. They come in crazy flavors like banana cream pie and churro. Who doesn't want a protein bar that tastes like a churro? Most Built Bars contain just 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 net carbs, but they pack 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which has roughly 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. It's time now for our Islanders birthday of the day. We're a couple of days early. Uh, If you're listening to this on our regular feed, this is the Wednesday edition of the show. So Friday is going to be the 37th birthday for former Islanders goaltender Yaroslav Halak. Now, Halak, born in Slovakia in Bratislava, was drafted in the ninth round by the Canadiens back in 2003, made his NHL debut for Montreal back in 06-07, later played for St. Louis and Washington before becoming an Islander in the 2014 uh, 2015 season, stayed on the island through 2017-18, then went on for three seasons in Boston and spent this year with the Vancouver Canucks. So he is still active. He is a two-time winner of the Jennings Trophy, uh, which goes to the team that gives up the least number of goals. So, uh, you know, Halak, a steady, consistent goaltender, You know, he's only 5'11", 185, which is not big by modern NHL goaltending standards. But when he was with the Islanders, uh, first of all, he got them to a playoff berth in 2014-2015. That, by far, was his best year on the island. 38 wins, uh, a 9-14 save percentage, and a 2.43 goals against average. We're going to go back and look at one of... Yaroslav Halak's better performances with the Islanders, a playoff performance. We take you to Game 6 of the Eastern opening round, Eastern Conference opening round, a series between the Islanders and the Capitals, this one at the Nassau Coliseum. Islanders come into this game down 3-2 in the series, so it's win and force a seventh game in D.C., lose, and the season is over, and... The Islanders, of course, going with Yaroslav Halak. Braden Holtby was the goalie 
for the Capitals, and it was the Islanders getting on the board first. John Tavares, his second of the playoffs from Ryan Strom and Nick Letty at 6.56. That made it 1-0 Islanders, but late in the period, Tavares was called for slashing. The Capitals get a power play, and John Carlson scores his first in the playoffs from Alex Ovechkin and Troy Brower with five seconds left in the period. 1-1 after 20 minutes. No scoring in the second period, but in the third, the Islanders take the lead. Nikolai Kuleman, his first in the playoffs. Nick Letty and John Tavares with the assists. That made it 2-1 Isles, and then Cal Clutterbuck with an empty net goal, his second of the playoffs, from Johnny Boychuk at 19.07. Johnny Boychuk, that made it 3-1. That's how it ended. The Islanders win it 3-1. 38 saves by our Islanders' birthday of the day, Yaroslav Halak. Islanders uh, outshot 39-38 in a pretty open game. And this was it turned out, the last game at the Nassau Coliseum before the Islanders moved to Brooklyn the following fall. Now, they would come back as a temporary thing, but this ended up being, although no one was sure at the time, the final playoff home game at the original Nassau Coliseum prior to the renovations. So, uh, again, happy early birthday to Yaroslav Halak. He will turn 37. On May 13th, he is our Islanders' birthday of the day. The draft lottery, I'll tell you, no surprise. There was better than a 90% chance that the Islanders were not moving up or back in this draft. And now it is up to Lou Lamorello to maximize that 13th overall pick. Does he trade the pick for immediate help? That's a possibility. Does he... You know, try to take the best player available. Does he, you know, does he move around in the draft, try to trade up for a particular player? All of these are options, and we will be discussing them at length between now and draft day. So uh, we'll keep you up to date on what Lou Lamorello decides to do. Wouldn't surprise me if he decides to make a trade. It would make sense if this team is looking for immediate help. As for uh, the coaching search, this is key. This is huge. Either this team will bounce back and be tweaked and hopefully return to the form that got them to the conference final the last two years, or this era is over. We sort of cut the cord and move on to a new kind of a situation where this team is, you know, going to a rebuild and starting over again. And uh, I'm hoping they can continue their winning ways under the new head coach starting in October. It's going to be a very, very interesting offseason for Islander fans. And we will have it all for you throughout the offseason right here on Locked On Islanders. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On NHL, from first-round matchups to each Stanley Cup kiss. Locked On NHL covers the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Again, we're here every Monday through Friday, both on all your podcasts, uh, wherever you get them. 
and on YouTube. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.